1: Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. I'm Dave Sulecki. I'm Dale Spangler,
0: and this week's guest is 2019 National and Hound Champion and aspiring rally racer, Jacob Argubright. Moto America is an official sponsorship partner of Pit Pass Moto. Moto America, home of AMA Superbike and North America's premier motorcycle road racing series, features 10 rounds and 20 races. Of some of the best motorcycle road racing on two wheels. That's seven classes of motorcycle road racing, including Superbikes, Supersport, Junior Cup, Stock 1000, Twins Cup, and the ever popular King of the Baggers and Roland Sands superhooligans. Don't miss a minute of the action with Moto America Live Plus video on demand streaming. Get your tickets and a camping spot along with the complete schedule at motoamerica.com forward slash tickets. Follow Moto America on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for real-time series updates and same-day race coverage.
1: This week's race recap is Moto America, round three from Virginia International Raceway. Honestly, a great weekend of racing, and it seems to me defending champion Jake Gagne is uh, starting to settle in after kind of a slow start to the season. He wins two of the races this weekend. That's three on, on the season. And I think he's starting to figure Petrucci out. Now, Petrucci, I think he's starting to so- show uh, you know some weaknesses. But uh, you know he's kind of learning some new venues where Gagne's been there before. But uh, it's really getting to be a tight battle in that super bike class.
0: Yeah, definitely Jake Gagne. Seemed like he was back on form. Seemed to have gotten some of the little gremlins worked out from uh, some of the first couple of rounds. He vaults himself back into the title chase. I tell you what, Matthew Skoltz and Cam Peterson, though, Wow, those guys seem like they've really stepped it up to the point where there's four riders now that can probably win a race. Behind that group, P.J. Jacobson, Jake Lewis, Hector Barbara, and Ashton Yates were all battling back and forth for uh, that fifth-place position. Good racing across the board, though. If it's any indication, this is going to be a season-long battle between these top four for that championship, and uh, it's going to be some great racing going forward.
1: Keep an eye on... Uh... Matthew Scults on that Westby Racing Yamaha because he's showing flashes that he hasn't before, and he's really pushing the bike hard. So uh really tight battle, 104 for uh, Pertucci, who leads the series, followed by Scults with 100. So uh, like I say, keep an eye on him as the series develops. In stock 1,000, Hayden Gillum. He does the double on his Disrupt Racing Suzuki. Just really had a strong weekend. Kind of went unchallenged, I thought. Jeff May goes uh, P2, P2 on the weekend. Great bounce back for him after kind of a messy Atlanta round.
0: In super sport action, it was Josh Hayes taking race one over Tyler Scott, but it was Josh Heron who rebounded on Sunday in race two to take the win over Hayes and with Tyler Scott in third. Definitely some some great action there to see Josh Hayes back in there and take a win. Tyler Scott, as we mentioned, went P2 and P3 on the weekend, and uh, Scott's teammate, Sam Lokoff. Had an off-track altercation in race one with Heron, but bounced back for fourth in race two.
1: One of my favorite events of the weekend was the Bill Train Race Program. Loved to see these Royal Enfields go around the track, and the ladies were on fire. That Kaylee Buck, she went from pole to uh, run a strong race. She didn't lead the entire race, unfortunately. Cora Tennyson took a nasty high side when she took the lead. After that, Kaylee just uh, took it home and looked strong all weekend, like I said. Exciting racing, very competitive racing to see these girls go around the track. It's just, uh, just been a lot of fun. With
0: 2022, the landmark 50th anniversary season of pro motocross, Our industry spotlight this week focuses on MX Sports Pro Racing's announcement that a group of American motocross all-stars will join lead commentator Jason Wygant during the live television broadcast of all 48 motos this summer on MAB tv and NBC TV networks. An elite group of former pros, including past champions Ricky Carmichael, James Stewart, Rick Johnson, and Jeremy McGrath, to name only a few, bring a combined total of 37 AMA Pro Motocross championships and 332 race victories to the announcer's booth. Details surrounding which all-star will serve in the analyst role at each round of the 12-round championship will be announced in the days leading up to each national. For information about Lucas Oil Pro Motocross, visit ProMotocross.com. Our guest today is 2019 National Heron Hound Pro Champion, aspiring Dakar Rally Racer and Visual Designer, Jacob Argybright. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto. How are things going for you today?
3: You know, they're going pretty good. It's just another Monday, just trying to make progress and have a good week. How are you guys?
0: Doing well. I noticed your season so far, you're kind of doing things a little different this year. So far, you've you're racing the Hare and Hound series, but it looks like a big amount of your focus is going towards rally racing for 2022 and beyond. Tell us a little bit more about that and uh, how your season's been so far.
3: Overall, my season's been all right. I'm kind of in between brands. You know, I earlier this year, I decided I wanted to do this whole Dakar venture. And, you know, I talked to some people, and you, you really got to focus and be 100% committed to go. It's, it's a, it's a big investment, you know, money and time wise. And, you know, I, it's, it's new for me. I mean, last year I did a, a world championship rally in Abu Dhabi and even that took a lot of work, you know, most of my effort this year has just been just getting ready, trying to raise funds to go to Dakar. And, you know, I, I want to race as much as it, as I can here. Like I said, it's been an okay season. I like racing and, you know, it keeps me in shape. And, you know, I like to bring the rally bike out. I have a cool system from uh, Rally Motor Shop that I can take the tower on and off in about 10 minutes. So I actually uh, let people do um, route books that I make at the races. And then after I, I take it off and I, you know, race the big bike at it, out in the desert.
0: So what is the, the main reason that you decided to go that route with Rally? It seems like a lot of racers... Have been doing that recently, and I don't know if it's just because of the popularity of it, or is it a way to kind of extend your career? Just kind of dig a little bit more into that, and like you know, what what are some of the reasons behind uh, you, you switching from you know full time desert racing to rally racing?
3: You know, I think I think Dakar and rally is the pinnacle of uh, off road motorsports. I think especially in desert. I mean, I love racing desert. I want to do it as long as I can, and I feel like rally is the is the highest form of that. I also would like to be on the world stage. And, you know, that's, that's the place to go. And, you know, the, the racing is cool in rally. It keeps me out in the desert and keeps me, you know, kind of doing what I love.
1: Well, I'm curious, Jacob, since you've done so much desert racing, you've also competed in ISDE International Six Days. How does that compare and contrast to rally racing and to car level racing? Is it, are there any similarities or are they just completely different animals?
3: You know, that there's some similarities, like, you know, for, for an American aspiring to do rally or, or ISDE, it's a big commitment getting there, getting the bike there. There's a lot of rules, there's a lot of unfamiliarities, you know, as far as rules and like things you have to do. You kind of have to be on a schedule. The schedule for ISDE is a little bit tighter than rally. It's a little bit more relaxed. And the, as far as train, I mean, train's always completely different. You know, you're going a lot faster in in rally and in um, ICE. You know, tests are a lot tighter. You know, they're more enduro, they more turns, and yeah, so that's kind of where it differs. But yeah, there's some there's some similarities and some that aren't.
1: I have to imagine the difference between you know what you're accustomed to, the desert racing, obviously the Hare and Hound series, and International Six Days is is tends to be. It has a feeling to me of more like the GNCC level type of racing, a little bit tighter, a little snottier. Have you ever made it out east to do any of the GNCC rounds?
3: Actually, I've done a snowshoe. I did it. I can't remember what year. It was actually me, Ricky Brayback, and we did, yeah, snowshoe. And we started, I forget what row we started, um, but we were with uh, David Knight. And I think it was the year that Strang hit the deer. But, yeah, I mean, shortly after we, uh, we got stuck in a mud hole and I think we were like a lap down, and we were not doing well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you, you definitely picked one of the tougher east round events at Snowshoe because it's on the side of a mountain and it's a lot of rocks and billy goat trails, as they say.
3: I'd love to go back. I mean I had a blast. I mean I was I mean, I was in my teen years, and' it's, it's been a while, so like I would I, if I had the opportunity, I definitely would do another one.
0: So I'm wondering, I'm curious, Jacob, let's talk a little bit about your 2019 Heron Hound Championship. I mean, that had to be somewhat of a bittersweet moment for you because, I mean, you've worked so hard to win that title. You finally achieved that. You've got all this momentum and then only to go into COVID lockdown, you know, because the beginning of 2020 with so much downtime, was that part of the, you know, did that influence some of your decision to, you know, focus on rally racing?
3: Yeah, I mean a little bit. I so I had won in twenty nineteen. I you know I'm on this high, like I am you know through the roof. Everything's awesome. In twenty twenty, I ended up breaking my arm at the second round in Texas, and, and luckily, right after Texas, which was in February, COVID started happening, and you know everything, the whole world was put on hold. So I had plenty of time to recover. I actually started mountain biking a lot, and I ended up getting uh, Epstein bar during the summer. And so pretty much, you know, everything just started unraveling a little bit for me. Like you said, after chasing the goal for so long, like I had achieved it and and I had wanted, you know, I want another one. I want another Heron Hanna championship for sure. The drive, it was there, but it wasn't it wasn't as fiery. You know, I've I've been doing this a long time. Like I've been to each race. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've done the Utah Heron. Hanna. I mean, it's been so many. And, you know, I'm getting a little older. I mean, I don't feel old, but you know, age is coming and I decided either I got to try this rally thing or I, you know, stick to desert racing. And, and so far I, I am glad I did because it's, it's, it's exciting. Like I feel like a beginner in rally. And so the gains and everything I learn is like tenfold each day, which is amazing. And, you know, just learning and keeping, keeping everything excited.
0: So your other career, Jacob, is as an independent graphic designer. And if uh, any of our listeners out there have visited the National Heron and Hound website, you can see some of Jacob's work on there. So tell us a little bit about uh, some of the clients you work with, doing graphic design within the industry, and then as well as your role with uh, the National Heron and Hound series, uh, maintaining their website.
3: I picked it up as a as a hobby, uh, graphic web design. You know, in high school, and I just kind of stuck with it, and I do it to support my racing now. Luckily. I had met his name is adrian collins he is actually part of one of the national Hair and hound clubs and he was working for a company called intuitive web designs at the time and he still is and he had hired me freelance and just kind of took me under his wing and we worked on the national Hair and hound site and right now i just kind of maintain it and do what's needed for them and you know it's funny like so we have a race coming up uh this weekend and, and they needed like a flyer, they needed uh, bibs and uh, the trophy. And it's, it's always a uh, last minute. There's always changes. It's always keeping me excited, excited to do things. And honestly, it's, it's a good balance. Um, I like racing. And I like design. Like it just, you know, keeps my, my soul like full, I guess. And yeah, so I've done work with national hair and hound and I actually have done more work outside of the industry, which I like, because it's just different for me.
1: Speaking of, I know you've taken some of those talents and you've used it in creative ways to come up with ideas to raise uh, funds for your Dakar attempt next year. So, uh, talk about that upcoming luau that you have coming in July, and other ways that uh, people can contribute to your program.
3: July twenty third, we're having a luau. It's in Tustin. All the proceeds will go to go towards my uh, Dakar fund for next year. We have a water balloon toss. It's going to be hot, so it be fun and you know, you get to come and throw water balloons at everybody and maybe we'll have a water balloon fight. And we're supposed to have an inflatable shark, which will be cool. We also have a silent auction. Um, I'm working on prizes from sponsors. And, you know, we're going to have catering. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have beer. We're going to have adult drinks. And hopefully, uh, if you're in the SoCal area, you'll come on out. It should be fun. And then um, I also have, you know, different ways of supporting me. I have t-shirts, which I see Dale purchased a shirt this morning, which I'm stoked. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I have. So actually, at each Heron Hound and some other desert races, I have my rally bike there. And you, if you sign up, you can do, um, I'll have a, a road book there for you and you can go and do it. It's a, you know, it's a short and simple road book. But if you've never tried rally, it's pretty much the easiest way because I will give you a quick intro and I will follow you on a different bike and like you can go and try the route and, you know, see if you make it around.
1: For sure. These are awesome ideas to, to definitely contribute towards your program. But it makes me want to ask the next question, which is rally racing in general tends to be extremely costly. But what are some of the toughest things to plan and for, for planning and executing a dark to car attempt? Not just the, the money side of it. Obviously, that's important. But I got to imagine there's a ton of logistics that you have to line up for in order to pull that off.
3: I don't know if it's a joke or saying, but the the hardest part about Dakar is just getting there. So you have to have a good plan. And I started planning in January, and I kind of started executing the plan in March. And it's a grind. I mean, you really have to be focused every day to get there. And and honestly, if everything goes to plan, which I hope it does, like I'm hoping to be done fundraising in November, so that will actually give me a whole month to ride and and actually do roadbooks and be prepared. But You know, the other thing too is, it's a whole different set of rules. There's regulations like you have to have your motorcycle license, you have to have all these different things. What a lot of people don't know is it's actually easier to sign up with a team there. uh, If you look on the Dakar site, there's, there's a section called preparers. And it's just basically race teams that do everything. It's like a fly and fly or arrive and ride program. And, um, Luckily, I raced uh, Abu Dhabi last year and I met up with the the Dusco team and they're from Poland and actually they're a really great group of people and um, it helped me because now I have a relationship with them and so now the edge is kind of taken off not having to meet a new team and I'll basically you know um, pay them the fee, I'll show up and you know they'll take care of the bike and and that's where the help for Dakar, Also is like, they know the rules, you know, they kind of tell me I need this, this and that. And, you know, they kind of know how to navigate because if not, like you're, you're looking through rules, like there's a, there's a lot of things you have to do. So my advice is just like find a team and communicate with them. And there's a lot of them and they'll show you the way.
0: We're certainly excited to see how your first Dakar experience, you know, goes for you. One last question here before we start to wrap up today's show. You're halfway through the series in National Heron Hound with as you mentioned round 5s coming up this weekend over Memorial Day weekend. What are you going to get up to over summer break and uh, any one-off races you'll be doing?
3: I'm not sure yet. I may there's a there's a Grand Prix in Piocha me and a buddy might uh road trip up there in June. We um we're actually going to Hawaii, so <laughs> this weekend is is the is the National Heron Hound and so being part of the association on the back end I'm going to stay out there after. I think I'm going to sweep, help tear down the course. And then some of us from the Heronhound group are actually going to Hawaii on Wednesday. So we're going to do that. And it will only be gone for a couple of days. But as soon as we're back, it's just back to uh, Dakar stuff. I know me and uh, Gnarly Dave, uh, a roadbook maker here in SoCal, are working on a um, like a two or three-day little little underground rally where you can come and donate and do roadbooks. That's my next step is is working on that and like just getting ready for the fundraiser And I think, I think I might do Vegas Torino if everything goes well, which is in uh, August, but it pretty much takes a whole month of planning. So if everything looks good, like if I feel comfortable, like I'll I'll do that. And then, um, you know, after summer, it's the, uh, unofficial rally month here in North America, there's, uh, three different rallies you can do. You can do Baja rally. You can do a Kota, which is Colorado, Utah rally and Sonora rally. Those are the three big ones here. So. If everything feels good, like I like to do those too. Well, it seems pretty fitting
0: that you're headed to Hawaii. You can get some tips for your luau coming up in July for your uh, Dakar fundraiser, Jacob. Really appreciate your time today here on Pit Pass Moto. Where can listeners learn more about your graphic design work and your summer luau fundraiser?
3: Um, where can they find you online? On social media, it's uh, Jacob Argybright or Jacob JacobArgybright911 on my Instagram. If you find that, you can hit the link, which I'll take you to my site, ArgybrightDesignCo.com. You can find more Dakar information or design information or whatever else, you you know, if you want to learn about me. Yeah, that's where you can find that.
0: Well, we really, again, we really appreciate your time, Jacob, and uh, good luck with your Dakar Rally race in 2023. Appreciate your time today.
3: I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks for, uh, you know, letting me say my peace.
1: Thanks again to our guests for being with us today, and thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you have a moment, please rate and review us. We really appreciate it. Make sure you're also following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit pitpassmoto.com where you can check out our blog and our brand new store where you can get your Pit Pass swag.
0: This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Halverson, producer Leah Longbrick, and audio engineer Eric Coltnow. I'm Dale Spangler.
1: And I'm Dave Silecki. See you next week on Pit Pass Moto.
2: Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix?